Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I thought, yo, this is my life. I have to go pro in Halo. And my head thought that that was more efficient, and I guess I was right. He was like the god. We would have to 2v1, like, just to beat this guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I was trying to reach you. You're like, oh, see you guys later. A lot of Halo in my life, man. It's been a, it's been a fun journey. I love it. Hello, and welcome back to HCS Weekly, your weekly destination for all things HCS. I'm your host, Shyway, and we are back with our final week, our final episode before Halo Classic 2. We're finally here, guys. we got a couple days till we get there, and so excited to kick it off. Of course, we have our news. We might have our trick jump today. We're going to figure it out as we go. And then, of course, we have our interview to close out the show. Today's show is going to be quicker, a little snappier. Just get to the brass taxes, talk about these teams and what to expect going forward with the event. Of course, all the equipment as well is already being prepared in the venue so tony's just working with the bare bones of what we got here to get this show up for you guys so we can talk about some halo let's get right into it with the news uh but before we jump in i'm always forgetting man exclamation mark grassroots in the chat will enter you into our weekly contest for the br skin and nameplate giveaway we do this every week just type exclamation mark grassroots to enter, enter yourself in wait till the end of the show we'll announce the winner and then we'll be back with our next episode for more of that. Let's get right to the news with Matty Rums from DukeCombo.com. Hey, Matty. Yo, what's going on, dude? Not much. Just uh, finally kind of waking myself up and saying, like, okay, get your, you know, your shit together. You got a Halo event coming up this weekend. Uh, <laughs> my sleep preparing. schedule needs to be corrected. I need to, yeah, I need to be eating properly. I need to just kind of wake, wake up. So here we're at Tuesday. We got a couple more days, and uh, and we got some more news, of course, as well. What do we? What's the first thing on the board today? Uh, as usual, it's our playlist update. They added a new uh, playlist to Halo Two Anniversary that's ranked called Fast Slayer. It's a uh, BR starts twenty five kills to win with a five minute time limit, and it has partial team matchmaking with, I think, a positive negative fifteen rank for search while you're for searching players. Okay. That's nice. actually pretty awesome. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet, but it, it sounds interesting. Yeah, and, and when you're saying partial team matchmaking, that means that if it's taking too long and you have, like, what, two players on one side or three players on one side, three players on the other, it'll just start it with a 3v3 rather than a 4 No, I, I think it's or, uh, it's like if you're in a team of oh, three, it'll party, uh, it'll match you against a team of three. Right, okay, okay. solo. Okay, okay, that's, that's fair. That makes mm -hmm. sense as well. Um, but I guess the objective here is just get in and out of games quicker, which is something that seems to be very hard to do, uh, especially in Halo 3 Hardcore. You got to have like, it feels like you have to have at least like level 20 or higher to even just get games on a regular basis. Um, just because a lot of the people that are still playing are at that higher level. They're more right. hardcore guys. Yeah. So, yeah, this is good. You can get more games, get through them more quickly, hopefully. So just, yeah, fast paced Slayer, 25 kills to win and then on to the next. Um, should give it a try. See how it goes. Uh, topic. Two, we have Envor announces a Halo 5 BTB tournament. This is cool. Yeah, he uh, put up a post on Twitter. It's uh, Friday, September 13th at 6 p.m. Central Time. There's a $340 prize pool. Or I think it's $340 just for first place. I think it's winner take all. Okay, but awesome. It's, we haven't seen a big team battle tournament in a while, so it'd be pretty cool. Right, and I'm assuming this is with the, the new refreshed uh, Forge maps that apparently look and play a little bit better than the, the original uh, offering that they had. Um, yeah, if you if you go to his Twitter, twitter.com slash Envore, E-N-V-O-R-E, okay. he has a challenge link to a challenge page, and he has all the maps and everything. There you down. go. Perfect. Um, I'm not sure if there's... I, I know there's a Warzone community for Halo 5. I'm not sure how BTB was left, because I know it was kind of the, you know, the, the, the underdog 
uh, as far as uh, its you know recognition in Halo 5. It didn't get the same kind of treatment that the other modes got. Um, but there are definitely people who still play it. So I guess this would be this would just be fun for people just jumping in, like the SWAT Nation guys trying yes, to find another event to jump into, cool. try to make some yeah make some money there, and it's something different too. So we get some vehicles uh, in the mix, which is always fun. So great stuff from Envor. We also have map migration for MCC as well. Yeah, so as we've talked about, they uh, we're doing a one-time copy of all user-generated maps from Halo right. 3, Reach, and 4. So they announced that after the map migration, they did over 6.6 .6 million maps and over 3 million game types that they yeah. copied, which is huge. What but again, statistic. Yeah, but again, they won't be available until the game releases on PC. Right, right. And we don't know when that's going to be. But they originally they said hopefully holidays. By the end of the holidays, we could start to see that. And we are seeing progress. We are seeing Fireflight now, which is nice. Uh, but 6.6 .6 million maps, that's a, that's a ton of maps to jump into. Uh, so safe, safe to say all your favorite old custom games will be there and be available when, you, when we finally get to play uh, with MCC on PC. So that's only good news. Uh, we also have Halo Classic Top 12 Seeds that were recently announced. We'll be talking about those a little later. Yeah, uh, UGC released the top 12 seeds. You have Tox, uh, Mantra, which was Falling Esports previously, uh, Aspire Esports, TBD, Flux Gaming, TM, which is now they announced today they're going to go as Fatal Ambition, mm. they're representing that org. Right, right. Uh, Infinite, The Goobers, RBG Esports, Guardians Gaming, Carnage Gaming, and Side Effect. Okay. And then, so... Correct me, you said it was the top eight. What do they get access to, uh, the top eight? Uh, they receive the master status. So they get right. uh, they get media coverage on media day, which is Thursday. They get their two hotel rooms paid for. They get, I believe, catered food. VIPs. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. they get like a tour of Atlantic City or something. Something what? like that. A tour? Was, it was, there was something okay. else in there. I think it was something like that. That sounds fun. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So the, the top eight teams get some extra benefits, uh, get to have a good time, a, a bit of a cushy time, I guess, at the at the event. Um, but ultimately, a ton of incredible competition in those top 12 seats. The top eight look look unreal. Uh, we've got, you know, Frosty coming back as well. We got Shotzi coming in. We've got a lot of these young guns coming together, forming some some pretty incredible squads, especially the last minute snipe down Ola and yeah. Frosty Eco squad. Yeah, which it's is, a uh, TBD. Up yeah, that was when I saw that. I was like, they oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they, they yeah. literally haven't figured that out yet. So uh, a lot to talk about and something I'll, I'll be talking about with Nighty in just a couple minutes. Uh, we also have our tournament results from this past week. What do we got here? Yeah, we had a few tournaments going on. First was Blam Gaming's Halo series preliminary number two. Uh, first place was Command Station and Bound. Second was Stress and Complexion. Third was Vemzy and Scariotic. Awesome. And so then Blam Gaming is... Sorry. No, go, go on. <laughs> well, they have preliminary three is yeah. coming. So. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. I mean, they're, they're doing a good job with the 2v2s. Of course, if you guys haven't seen that, you should definitely tune in to Blame Gaming. They've got Ryan Noob and Goofy casting it. I'm pretty sure Nighty has been casting it as well. So uh, a lot of good talent there and, and pretty great uh, production value for some Halo 5 that's, you know, we don't see too much of a, you know, too much competitive Halo 5 these days. So great to see. And again, we're jumping into another 2v2 by Bobetta. What's this? Yeah, so uh, there's a community member player, Bobetta Feta, I think is his Twitch handle. Uh, he did a 2v2, and he broadcasted it on the Halo Draft League channel. Uh, first place was Swish Fives and the Gold Star VR. Second place was Command Station and Pink Hens Hurts. Pink Hens Hurts. 
Mm-hmm. And third was El Halo Elite and Turtles. Right. So just like Blam Gaming, you got Bobetta with Halo 5 2v2s. And now I'm seeing a third one. So I'm eating my own words here. We got three mm-hmm. different options for Halo 5 2v2s. It's E-A-E-L. What's this? Yeah, uh, E-A-E-L or European Amateur Esports League had their first uh, tournament, which was a Halo 5 2v2. And first place went to Legends and Saika or Sika. Second was Warlord and Batchford, and third went to SLG and Shady. If this is not enough, uh, you know, information to say that we need a, a 2v2 playlist like ASAP, that I, I'm not sure what is, like on top of what's coming this weekend and all these little events going on on the side, I feel like the 2v2 playlist will become kind of the main competitive standard for the guys who are still playing the game. They probably just uh, be running twos, which honestly seems like a good time. I'm, I'm excited to try that out when it hopefully hits. Uh, Melbourne Esports Open Halo 3 FFA as well? Yeah, so in Melbourne, Australia, they had their, it's the biggest esports event in the country, continent. Uh, But they had a Halo 3 free-for-all on Saturday and Sunday. For Saturday, first place went to CR Alejo, Alejo. Uh, uh, (laughs) I'm going to correct you. Yeah, second went to Berserk, third went to Tay, and then on Sunday, first place again was CR Alejo. Second was Berserk, and third was Gohan. Nice. So Melbourne Esports continuing their Halo 3 events. They just had their FFA, and I'm sure there's more on the way. Of course, all this is on NoobCombo.com. I like how you have your NoobCombo links with uh, everything that we have here on our on our sheet. Um, we also have upcoming tournaments. Of course, this weekend is the big one, but anything else to look forward to? Yeah, Sunday, uh, Europa Halo has their team takedown number two. It's a Halo 5 4v4. Right. Um, and then there's a new tournament organizer, Live for the Game, is having a Halo 5 online 2v2. Okay, a fourth and then, one in the ring there. Yeah, they're popping up left and right. Yeah. And then Tuesday, it's probably going to be going on, I think, during the show. But uh, there's, like I mentioned, Blam Gaming's preliminary number three for their Halo series. Right, Blam Gaming just continues what they're already doing. So great to see we've got upcoming events, of course. The big one is the one we're looking forward to this weekend, and we are so close, just a few days away. Maddie, I'll see you there. Yes, you will, of course. Awesome, man. I can't wait. Uh, That's going to close our news for today, and the next time I see you will be in Atlantic City. Yes, in person. See you around, man. Take it easy. All right, guys, that closes our news for today's episode. Unfortunately, we do not have a trick jump. I think we got some internet issues going on from uh, clearly me right now. But he will be back in our future episodes. We're just going to get right into the main attraction here. I've got my chat with Nighty Knight, who's also a caster, or observer, and analyst coming up at this event. Welcome. Hey, man, what's going on? Not much. Yourself? I just got home from work, and uh, I'm dead tired, but I'm really excited about the event this weekend, and I can't wait to talk about it uh, with you. Yeah, man, and I can't blame you. You told me you had like three to five hours in traffic just getting here. Is it is it that bad on the regular for you? Like, uh, well, Atlanta right now, obviously, a lot of people, the evacuees from Florida and the oh. coast from the hurricane, right. are coming up. And also, we've got like some games going on, and then we also have Dragon Con. So, right. and there's a ton of people in the city, and it's just it's it's ridiculous. So I had to drive. Um, back home to get changed for work. I had to go uh, all the way over just to the studio again. And then I, when I was done, I had to race across town to get here in time for this. So oh my God. all in all today, it's been about six hours. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for taking the time out of your way to, to come do this. Uh, I know you mentioned DragonCon, so there, there's tons of stuff going on. we got a hurricane going on. Like, it's just crazy in the U.S. right now. But uh, DragonCon sounds pretty fun. You were just there, and you're with Hi-Rise Studios? Hi-Rise, yeah. Um, they're the, the, the studio that runs the professional league for Smite and Paladins. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, I've been working for them. I've been contracting for them for about a year now, or pretty much all year. Awesome. So what was that like being at a uh, at DragonCon? Um DragonCon is nuts. Like if if for all the people that haven't been there, uh, it's basically one giant geeks and freaks nerd party. That's <laughs> basically what it is. Like a ton of cosplay, a Were ton you in of cosplay at all. Yeah. No? Oh, you were? Heck no. Heck no. I, I okay, okay. Man, I can't sew. <laughs> like I mean, the you most just, I would be do that is, guy who buys the costume on the internet. You send up, yeah, spending, yeah, exactly. Spending that's, way too much money. That's me right there. I would put the yeah. Master Chief helmet on, and I'd be like, "I'm right. done." The legendary, wait, the legendary edition Master Chief helmet was too small, though, right? It, it can't, it doesn't fit on a uh, right. Remember the Halo? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. but um, they've got some good ones now, though, and people make their own custom ones that are just out of this world, and yeah. uh, yeah, it's awesome. Like the Dragon Con is, is I think one of the largest conventions uh in the world yeah oh like God, love... it's a ridiculous amount of people yeah i i mean these conventions in general are just becoming so commonplace so we've got cons and, and expos and hacks and whatnot so it's it's pretty incredible oh to yeah see. you could segue that into uh our halo outpost that's that exactly as well did you did you go to that at all dude i planned on uh making it down to the one in florida but uh, unfortunately it... i didn't get to go i really want to make it out to one of those someday you know, I heard Orlando was kind of like their warm up. Like it was their first event to kick off Outpost and it got better and better as it went along. Like I was talking to Uber Nick and Reachway about it. And apparently the last one was just incredible. Like they, it was perfectly organized. The space was more contained. So you just go from like attraction to attraction. Uh, oh, man. It's, I, yeah. And, it's and it apparently is like the shit. Like everyone's going <laughs> and it's just blowing up. And like, I mean, Halo, I think I read a list once and it's, and then, and it's like the top fandoms in the world like all the franchises it goes like pokemon at the very top right right and then you go star wars marvel blah 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 and it's like in i think halo fits in around the top 25 mark which yeah. is pretty unreal i mean to think that halo was that big it, it is incredible. It, it just goes to show how massive it was at that time. That was at, It was at its uh, pinnacle, that the name still kind of lives on, even though we've kind of taken a bit of a dip as far as Oh, no, not at all. Goes. Halo's growing, um, dude. Like, as far Halo, as that community, right. the one that, you know, right, reads right. the books, you know, does all of the story, I, I would say that it's never been this big ever. Like, it, it's okay. consistently growing. It's so just... The, the broader you know, it's the esports. Yeah. It's the esports. The esports aspect that's taken the dip. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but that's good to see then, right? So Halo, you know, as a brand, still very well recognized. Oh, yeah. It could shoot back up into prominence like instantly. Which oh, is now that we're going on the PC, for. I'm I'm very confident. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think the Steam wish list kind of tells you everything you need yeah. to know about about how popular this could be. I don't know how long that popularity is going to last if it's going to taper off quickly. But second behind like Cyberpunk is pretty incredible. Yeah, uh, really. It's a Steam wish list. Yeah. Um, so, of course, you're keeping up with Halo in the meantime. You never stop. You're always doing things on the side. Uh, apparently, you're also working with Blam Gaming, casting some events. How's that been going? Oh, man, I love those guys. Those guys uh, have been so cool. They've been really dedicated to making sure that the community gets what they want. Mm -hmm. And um, they're also trying to, you know, get better at their own craft. 
uh, like the guy who is the producer, he, uh, you know, he is just so, so professional and he tries so hard and, and he's been getting better and better. Uh, he's, he's actually a, a full-time TV producer. So, I mean, he knows what the hell he's doing. Like he's, he's top notch. Um, and so he, he brought all of his skills and knowledge into Halo and, you know, Halo five with the observer mode, um, despite some internet issues or whatnot, but uh, it's very easy to work and it's very easy to manage a a tournament that way. And we've never really had that ever. Like Halo five is the only game we've ever been able to do it with. And now, you know, from what you were saying with Matt is that, um, you know, all these grassroots tournaments are popping up left and right. Right. And uh, it is the best to see that. Yeah, yeah, that observer mode is is very helpful to see. Unfortunately, like you were saying, the um, the way that things look server side is a little wonky at times. Like you know, shots not fully connecting with their targets and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but the ease of access is so incredible. Like, how do you cast it? Because I, I casted something like this before, and it was through Mixer, just because of the the latency being so low on Mixer that you could cast it without having any kind of special setup. You just watch the broadcast on Mixer and talk. As yeah. you watch it. Yeah, um, I mean, that's one way you can do it for sure. But yeah. the way we do it is we, or the way I've always done it, really, with Team Beyond and um, uh, UGC and, you know, pretty much anything I've ever done it with, I've done it through my Xbox. I'll get into a, a game okay. and I'll observe it and uh, I'll get to flip through freely, but the producer will um, have it on, recording on his side. So okay. he'll be the one that you're seeing. And meanwhile, like when I'm like casting with like Walshy or somebody, me and him will be like pinging back and forth, telling the producer where exactly we want to be looking or who we want to see or what's going on. And that's okay. just that's just, you know, it's simple. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I, I really hope they continue in a big way with the next Halo title is like not just having it there and having it easily accessible, but also having it look just as good as your kind of your land experience or your your main pov experience that you would get well that's tough i mean i'm sure yeah pretty much every game has an issue with that Mm. it's not just halo perfect no it's it's hard to be perfect you know there's internet issues so they get it as good as they can um i'm Mm. pretty sure halo will improve that's that's only our first you know we had a spectator mode and then they made the observer mode um and so now if there's another one that's literally the third iteration yeah, um, so I've had some time to iron it out. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. it's a little better. Um, now, on top of that, I saw a recent tweet from you. It looks like we we know Halo Classic is coming up this weekend, but we might already have a confirmation on what's following Halo Classic. We've got a bit of a tease about DreamHack. Here's the tweet uh, that Tony's showing here. This is just the the photo for it. So what did they they actually said in the tweet? Um, what would you guys think of of uh, having another or having Halo at DreamHack Atlanta again or something like that? Right? It was like a tease. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Atlanta is such a hub for pretty much the, the whole world. You know, I mean, the um, the airport pretty much is accessible from anywhere you can think of and right. in the nation. And, you know, um, it's a lot cheaper to get tickets down here. Uh, it's, you know, a, a pretty good location as far as in the city. Like you can get to anywhere uh, within 30 minutes. And right. that's that's really good because I mean some airports are super out of the way, yeah. but um, it's just it's just an awesome place and it's Atlanta's been booming lately, so uh, having you know DreamHack Atlanta host Halo is always going to be a good thing. Uh, I think we have one of the highest recorded Halo Five turnouts 
for a LAN at one of the DreamHack Atlantis. So that, yeah, I mean, it, it's just a proven place to have a, have a successful LAN. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that last event pulled a, a pretty good turnout. And, and, and that happened around, what, November, December. So if I had to make a prediction, I feel like in that same kind of time frame, we could see our, our next uh, Halo 3 tournament, which would be pretty exciting. So uh, a nice little tease there. And like you said, Atlanta, very accessible, good place for everybody, especially the NA players, to, to all get to and compete and have some good uh, competitions. Um, yeah, so we have Halo events on the way, and then we have our big one. Uh, and let's get right down to brass taxes. Let's take another look at the top 12 seeded rosters, and we'll just talk a little bit about them. I've got uh, the actual teams for each one of these, uh, or the, the members in each team. <laughs> what are goobers. you laughing at? The, the goobers. goobers. I don't even, let's see who the goobers are. The goobers yeah, are Zerka. Yeah, we got Zerka, Cloud, Omega, Porky J. If you don't, if you don't have the actual rosters in front of you, here, what I can do is, uh, real right. quick, in the, the chat, okay. I'm going to copy paste it bam grab that or you can just look at it yourself if you like Perfect. Right. okay i got it right so uh even if we just go from the top here we've got of course tox gaming snakebite lethal apg royal 2 i would still predict as our winners of the event just considering how dominant how consistent yeah. they are yeah. uh they're still together they're yeah. you know i mean of course minus uh, apg swapped out for frosty but the apg's been with this halo 3 squad for the longest time now so it's right. not a uh, yeah, and their consistency hasn't waned. They still seem to manage to uh, and you've, maintain. You've got to put in, uh, you know, the conversation that Lethal and APG have teamed for a long time, mm. uh, have been friends for a long time, and right. and you know that they're just an incredible team together. Uh, super aggressive, always know what what type of play to get into. They're they're always in the shit. Like Le when you're watching Lethal, he is making the plays to win the game, and yeah. and I'd say he's. He, that's where he really shines. Like he is just super strong at being relevant to the objective and to the clutch play to win the game. I mean, yeah. I've never seen anything like it really. And and there's a there's a reason why he is one of the you know most winningest players in all mm -hmm. of Halo. Because I mean, he's on a ridiculous streak right now. He's still on this massive streak of of not placing third. Yeah, I, that the whole squad is really. And I, I was gonna expand on that with uh, Snakebite and Royal too. But even yeah, like what you're saying about Lethal, I think he was labeled as a flex player. Was kind of his sure, uh, yeah. his role is that he can he can put himself into any role. He could pick up the sniper. He could be an objective player. He could be a, a slayer, and he kind of works in all of those categories Absolutely. really well. Um, and then you have players like Snakebite and Royal too, who have been competing together since like their inception. Practically, they've been a duo forever. And since they've been a duo, I don't think they've ever placed outside of the top three, which is incredible. I can't. Remember uh, if that's no, they did. It was they, like one was, event or something. It was like it one event, one or two events in uh, Reach, mm -hmm. and um, and they were like still top eight. So you know they were still yeah. amazing, and and then they teamed for the championship, the national championship in 2011 in Providence, and they got second place within the clutch. Like how did that happen? But uh, <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, I'm sure they, we could talk to him about it on the weekend. Yeah, so of course say. we will. But yeah. I mean, it was just amazing. And then the next event, they win it, beating the God Squad. Yeah, yeah. So I I mean, yeah, just stake by Lethal APG Royal Two. This squad is so dominant, so consistent that regardless of any other team that follows, and there's some pretty good teams that are being put together last minute, I would still put them as a, as my number one. It's just it's too safe a pick, you know. Um, but yeah. they could be upset. The chances there, and that's the exciting factor sure of, uh, of this tournament here.
Now we have Mantra as well. I'm, I'm not sure if Mantra is uh, an official esports. Is it Mantra sport. or Mantra? Mantra, Mantra, true. I mean, knowing A, Mantra, so probably, probably Mantra. Mantra, true. I okay. I'm I'm gonna mispronounce uh, the whole number of words here. So just keep keep me civil if you if you don't mind. <laughs> but um, uh, so this this would be what was previously Fallen esports. Yes. Uh, you've got half of it. You got Neighbor right. and Ace, exceptional players, and then you have Boo Boo Dubu and Demon D. So a pretty interesting mix of talent here. What do you think? Um, well, I mean, obviously Frosty and Eco uh, made, you know, was the big deal with Neighbor and Ace. Neighbor and Ace are players who have been at the top. They've won events. One of them is a global champion. He beat literally everyone in the world. Um, you know, like <laughs> the Halo 4. We just saw that recently on, on Twitter, too. The, the I mean, ones. Demon D was a world champion in Halo 3. Like, I mean, these guys all know what it takes to win. Boo Boo Dubu was a world champion in Halo 5. So, I mean. This this roster is insanely good. Um, they know how to perform. Uh, it's just about whether they can at the event or not. Because I, I'm not exactly sure when I look at that team how well they're going to gel. Yes, it's, it's yeah. I don't know. I could go one way or the other. I I've watched them a lot online in the uh, like uh, you know they'll they'll turn off their streams and they'll start talking to each other about their loss. And I'm not sure you know. You don't know what happens behind closed doors. They could right. have some, uh, you know, some issues, or it could be very productive, and they could have learned a lot from these online tournaments and do amazing on land. You know, there's a lot of issues with online play, and you never know what could happen at a, you know, at a live tournament. Yeah, uh, definitely correct. I'm not really sure what to expect from this team. Of course, individually, they're all very talented. Nason neighbor, or sorry, neighbor and Ace <laughs> will work together very, very effectively. They already have that history. Uh, Demon D's had a pretty interesting trajectory through Halo Three. Like he kind of was uh, Halo Five. It took him a while to kind of get to that that point of oh, prominence. He and was the hardest the end, grinder. Exactly, and then at the end, he was one of the best Ooh. players. And yeah, then Halo he got, Three like, what, came top around. five. I think he got fifth place at one of the last Halo Five events, which was right. pretty great. Yeah. Uh, kind of coming out of nowhere, like coming back into the franchise. Yeah. Uh, and then he's jumped around a bit in Halo 3. I, I know just previously he was on what was the Denial Squad, um, which Denial, you know, were a very dominant team just back at the beginning of the year. Um, so he's kind of been jumping around to uh, to higher, higher profile rosters. Like I would say he continues to improve his standing with the players that he's playing with now, playing with world champions. So uh, good work for him. We'll see yeah. how this and how they all gel together. Boo Boo I'm not sure if he's actually a world champion. I think he got very close, right? Because he was with, he wasn't with Peak Splice. He was with uh, near Peak Splice, basically, when Splice was like almost there, when it was like Fallicated, Boo Boo, Shotzi, Renegade, and then he got swapped out. He ended up on, I think, like Envy, and I, I don't know if he quite made it to the the world champion status, but um, but uh, still, world I'm champion pretty sure it was, uh, it was Eco, it was Eco. Yeah, was Eco, Stellar. Shotzi, Renegade, and Oh, Stellar. okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So he almost got there, but not. But he could have been it. The thing that, and I've talked to Boo Boo about this, and he could, you could have changed him out with with Stellar or Eco. I think they still would have had that same power squad. I think it still would have been just as as uh, strong as they are. Uh, Boo Boo's but, that. But they that did caliber. upset the uh, the big roster, though. They they upset the 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 two timers. The they the did Frosty. While Boo Boo was Optic. in the squad, they did. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's pretty big, too. So, they, yeah. they all know what they're doing at the highest of high. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty confident in that squad to do pretty well. Um, I don't think they're an event-winning team. I wouldn't put them as an upset. Fair. I don't think they're going to cause any upsets. I think there's just too 
too many other teams that look way too strong. Yeah, yeah, especially considering the fact that they're very recently created. And I mean, if they had a little bit more time to kind of gel together, we can get a sense of where they would land. Then maybe we could say there's an upset, but hard to say uh, considering you know yeah how how recently they were created and everything else that's available. Uh, and even just jumping on to the next one, Aspire Esports, you got Straight Sick, Aries, Shelly, and Fantasy. Now, Straight Sick, Aries, and Shelly, these three have been together since Halo 3 was brought back. But Fantasy right. is an interesting addition. Uh, tell me a bit about what you think of this roster. Well, this was the roster I got second at the first one, and uh, they had Commonly. And they did. Um, now they have Fantasy. Uh, Fantasy, would I say he's a better player than Commonly? Not so much, because Commonly has more experience. Um, commonly, you know, just has done a, a lot more things within the scene. So you've got to give credit to commonly, but fantasy has a pretty bright future. I mean, he's done some pretty awesome things already. He did really good at the invitational, yep. um, golden modem squad did fantastic job, almost upsetting talks by like one kill, uh, right. fantasy knows how to compete against the best. And a lot of people would say individually, he is the best in halo three. Like. Uh, he's just been grinding it nonstop ever mm. since, like, you know, everyone quit. So yeah. he he was that guy that you wanted to play with and against because that would always escalate you and make you better. And yeah. I actually played with him, um, you know, because I there was a, a lot of time in between games where you know we weren't really doing anything, and I would always play with Fantasy, and I was just amazed at him. I was like, man, you are the best online player I've ever played against, and he mm. was like. Yeah, I know. And he was so yeah, humble. I know. <laughs> like, I mean, he was he was very confident in himself and, you know, yes, he would goof around. But like he was also very humble about it. And like because he didn't want to like jinx himself or anything. He wanted sure. to actually prove himself. So now he's getting that um, chance with this team, especially. And yes. and I think he's going to perform very well, very well. I, I remember the first time he actually got his opportunity to um, to, to play on land. It was at a local uh, Halo 3 free-for-all tournament, and okay. I think Alumni and his brother Hoax went up there, and so did uh, Napoleon, one of the Halo Reach tournament winners, um, went up there, and he was pretty good at Halo 3. He won one of the Halo 3 free-for-all tournaments. Uh, and then Monster, um, the the pro Halo 3 player He's Monster. He's been playing some, some Fortnite now as well, right? Um, no, not that monster. That's, oh, it's the a different... pro, that's the pro Halo 4 player. There's a, there's okay. a pro Halo 3 monster <laughs> okay. who, who also, he's playing Halo 2 now with Gunshot. Okay. But anyways, they all went to this LAN and Fantasy won it. And, okay. and, he, was, and he was destroying. And, and I was just like so amazed by this kid. Uh, and ever since, I've just been, I've just been like just wowed by everything he's ever done. Like the, uh, the DreamHack 2v2 tournament versus Roy and Flamesword where he got that 360 exactly. spinning double kill yeah come yeah. on man. and they won the tournament too so yeah i, I mean a uh, pretty incredible performance uh and this this must be part of the fact that like just the the advantage of being in atlanta is you get to see the the growth of so many of these like vital halo players like you're talking about his first land like i would never be able to call back to an experience like that but that's pretty incredible <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're right about advantages of being old. Thank you. Of, be, of being old. Well, just being in the right location. Come on. And also being. Yeah, old, I know. So. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what you were right as far as if you compare competitive experience economy versus fantasy, like commonly has got more accolades. He's got multiple Halo title experience. Like he did amazing in Halo five and now he's on Halo three and he's continuing to be a very, you know, 
powerful, uh, prominent player. The yeah. thing about fantasy, though, is you were also saying like fantasy was grinding when nobody else was grinding Halo 3. Like he had his head down 100%, you know, dedicated to Halo 3 when everybody yep. else is playing Halo 5. And now That's he it. has his chance to shine and he's he's got all the experience. He's been playing it, you know, yeah, more man. than these guys have. So I feel like he's he's very comfortable, especially recently. He's been showcasing some incredible plays. Like I broke down one of his plays against Roy and Lunchbox where he is just lasering people in those 2v2s. Um, the weird thing about fantasy is that since his inception in competitive Halo 3, as far as like in the public eye, he's always been with Gabriel. I've never seen fantasy without Gabriel, right? It was fantasy and Gabriel that won the first 2v2 tournament. It's fantasy and Gabriel on GMS that were one of the top squads. It's, they're always together. So now right. that he's not with Gabriel, what does that change as far as his ability to mesh with this new squad? I'm, I'm not sure. Of course, he's very individually talented. But uh, it's interesting to see that they've split from each other at this point in time. Yeah, so. it is, actually. Um, I think one quote comes to mind, and that's, uh, Captain, I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly. <laughs> I, think he's going to, yeah. I think he's going to really, uh, you know, he's going to spread his wings. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he's just going to really do uh, amazing. Uh, I, I, Gab is an interesting fella. Uh, I think Gab is very talented, very good player. But uh, fantasy let loose just is going to be unreal because uh, Gab is very critical of his teammates and he likes to stay on top of them at all times. But um, Shelly, Shelly and straight sick, very laid back, very, very individually skilled. I think Aries is probably going to be the vocal leader on that team. He's going to bring up any major issues that happen. And uh, and Mason has always been very good about that. If you look at his uh, history. He's had so many different rosters, and um, he's never really stirred up much. He's right. always really good at knowing where to fit in okay. any team he's on, uh, whether that is to sit back and just slay or, or to take a leadership role, to be the support guy. He does whatever it takes to win. Um, he's actually a local. He's from Georgia, so I know a lot about Aries, and I think fantasy is going to be in great hands with him, and mm -hmm. I think this is a team – that could possibly take it all the way if they all clutch up and they're all uh, playing their A game. Yeah, yeah. So do they have that upset potential? Would it even be an upset? That's the thing is because we've seen players like Straight Sick, Aries, and Shelly so close to number one so many times with Halo 3 that, you know, it's it's just if they're on that day, it, it could be a win for them, you know, depending on uh, whether or not they're, you know, they're 100% on their A game, like you said. Um, and yeah, I mean, Shelly has been a star performer ever since we saw him play uh just out of nowhere straight sick uh just incredibly talented he's wanted this win for a long time and and you know he's, he's not going to back down so really uh excited to see what aspire esports comes up with and then next we have tbd they don't even have a name yet uh but this <laughs> is the squad that everybody has their eyes on this is the squad that could have the upset potential and could take the tournament uh this is eco frosty sniped down and ola what do you think this, of this this team man this this is like one of those teams you just look at and, and you and you want to break it down and you want to say, OK, so Snipe Down and Pistola, they right. were second place Halo 5 players there towards the end of, mm -hmm. of Halo 5. They they took they took a championship in, in the uh, pro league. They won some events with Hook. Uh, they were at the top. Snipe Down and Pistola are probably top five of the best players of all time. In yep. my opinion, I think Pistola individually is the greatest Halo player of all time. E Eco and Frosty, they are they were at the top in in Halo Five. Frosty won the last World Championship. Eco won a, a World Championship. Uh, was on uh, one of the most dominant teams, if not the most dominant team, because 
uh, talks did not have an answer there when they were uh, doing their little 2v2 sparring matches. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- these guys, all four of them are so hard to play against, period. Yeah. You yeah. Playing against each one of these players, I mean, you look at talks and, and you kind of feel the same way. But, like, if lethal or, lethal or APG are having bad games, like, it's possible if you are a snipe down or a frosty or an Ola or an eco to just run over them. Yeah. Whereas if, if you are, <laughs> if you're playing against these four players, it doesn't matter if they're having a bad game, they're going to adjust to make sure that they're allowing their teammates to have a, an even better game. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lethal, lethal lineup. Uh, it's all going to come down to how much Pistola is wanting it because there's a lot of times I've noticed that Pistola just does not want it. And he's not he's not making the same plays he normally would. Um, uh-huh. And and, you know, Eco is wild. Like we got to see what he was made of at UGC. And I was so blown away. I was like, dude, this guy can do it all. Like there's yeah. not a Halo this guy's bad at. Maybe Halo one. But I mean, you know, oh, he, yeah. you, know what, you can't blame him for that one. I mean, he probably That's just a different play. game altogether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> In a great way, though. But yeah, so this squad, and even though they formed so recently, they don't even have a name yet. We're still putting them on that pedestal, and that they could they could take this tournament. They're just that talented, like you said. So I mean, and yeah, like Frosty was crowned the best player, I believe. He got the award for the the best Halo Five player, and then yes. Eco, uh, yeah, they they won the last World Championship on Splice. Snipe down. I would say I would put Snipe down as as my top Halo Three player. I'd say just in terms of top his, Halo Three player ever. Yeah, I'd think so. I yeah. I just think he's he's just so incredible with the BR with the sniper. He's just yeah. lasered all the time. It's it's he's very versatile in how he plays. Uh, he's just a force to be reckoned with, and he's carried it over to other games too. Like he's he's killing it in Apex Legends. There's there's yeah. tweets saying that he's aimbotting on controller because the, the they're talking about aim assist and whether or not it should be nerfed on controller. It's a whole other thing. But Snipedown is starting these discussions because he's so damn good uh, <laughs> on controller. Uh, and then we have Ola, who's who's the wizard. Ola is just so yeah, incredible and, and just so, you know, like just holistically understands this game. He, yeah, and know. I can't imagine these guys won't gel. Like, uh, yeah, uh, exactly. I've always said it. Um, you know, if you put four uh, players that don't have like a real attitude issue, like, mm. You know, it's hard to get around an attitude issue, but if you have four people that are all like, you know, having a good day and they're having, you know, they're they're playing well, uh, there's not much you can, you know, you can't really say that they're going to have chemistry issues. Like the best the best way to describe teamwork is not two people trying to force a play to happen. It's two people making two individually very intelligent plays and having them happen at the same time. Just naturally, they they understand the flow of gameplay between flows, each other. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's something that they're definitely capable of, uh, and we've seen that time and time again. Now they're all together. This, yeah. And the thing is, and I don't want to knock on Roy and Lunchbox because they are so incredibly talented. They they are they carried that over to Halo Three once again and showcase that they're still just as good as they. Whatever. I don't know about just as good, but or yeah, I guess just as good if not better, considering the the fact that everybody's leveled up. Um, but the one thing that I got, I have to say about Roy and Lunch is that they don't get to put in the same dedicated time that they oh, used sure. to, right? Yeah, like I they mean, have lives, they have priorities, they, <laughs> right? They have wives, they've got full time jobs. They're they're dedicated to that, and then in between, they jump on, they do their screams, screams, they give it their A game. They're still very talented, but oh, sure, yeah. you replace them with Eco and Frosty, who not only are they incredibly individually skilled, they're playing nonstop. Like Frosty's like putting on ten hour live streams. I don't know if you've been watching any of his streams. Oh he's hell just yeah, he's the only guy. 
I love watching that guy. I mean, I go yeah. from, you know, from stream to stream, but you I usually stay on, stay on Fossies because Frosty yeah. just keeps it real fresh. Like he'll go from Halo 3 over to Halo 5, and then yeah. sometimes he'll just chill with the chat. And, and he's just a really nice guy. Um, I got to see him at the World Championship, uh, the Call of Duty one. And um, and he's just he's just a, he's he's a true professional. He's got great personality. That guy's gonna go far as hell. I hell think yeah. he's gonna really put a lot of a lot of time into Call of Duty. But um, he's coming back for this one, and and I mean, hopefully he gets the preparation that he needs to get back to the to the top. Because yeah. I mean, he is just a wild talent. Like he's up yeah. there with like formal, you know, the the, the ogres, you know, wh whoever has gone from different games like snipe down you know he can, he can go pretty much to any title and and dominate i believe was formal not his uh inspiration he wanted to be like the the, the next formal or whatever I, I remember him saying something like that like he would dominate and halo halo go to cod and i but i know halo is his, his main focus his main passion so i expect him to come back uh when that opportunity arises but I don't yeah i feel like he's one of those guys that would be like i want to be like him i feel no, like because he's, he's like, so he's so incredible as he is why would he right. need to right yeah, yeah that's fair but I swear I overheard him saying something like that, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, it, exactly. So so just big, big things to expect from these guys uh, overall. Really exciting team. Uh, and that's, and yeah, like you said about jumping into his streams, it's so entertaining. I feel like I'm always learning something. That's the biggest thing too. Like even when he's playing Halo sure. 3, something about his play style in Halo 3 is he's just, it's different. Like he's just, yeah. he's taking advantage of the movement mechanics and every little, you know, individual mechanic in right. the game in unique ways that players aren't thinking of. And I'm constantly learning and I'm constantly realizing things about Halo 3 that I you know, might have overlooked. One of the biggest things about Frosty and Halo in general is just his super awareness. Mm. The guy yeah. just has that natural ability um, through, you know, however he, however he is. I, I feel like he's just, he's just that much smarter than the competition. Is is why his awareness is so much better. Uh, you know, it's not because he has the greatest shot. It's not because you know he puts the most time in. It's just because he understands the game in all aspects. Uh, but he just he approaches it in every single way and really studies the game. Yeah. And it, it's awesome to watch. Like yeah. I, I know in the you know clutch, he'll talk to you all day about coaching him and just how much of a dream it was to coach Frosty. Yeah, and how he made him who he is. He says that about uh, Royal Two. Apparently, he he made him. Uh, he oh, he'll a, say that all day yeah, about about, everybody, about everyone. <laughs> um, so big things to expect from TBD. We'll find out what their name is if they haven't already announced it. Uh, next, we have Lux Gaming. It's uh, Goofy, Ryan Noob, Gilkey, and Gabriel. What do you think of this roster? Well, looking at all these all these rosters, actually, I'm gonna take a quick look. I don't see any teams that I would probably put in my first place. Uh, obviously, Trippy and Penguin. That, yeah, took, that one could be an upset squad, right? There. Took the two v two in Chicago. So, yeah, if Commonly and Rain were to step up and really show out, uh, that could possibly be a, like a dark horse team. Uh -huh. um, I don't believe Falcated, Shotzi, or Sabinator are going to be able to hang with with the top guys. That I just don't see it happening whatsoever. After what we saw from Infinite in the last event, that's that's why I'm wishy-washy on it as well, right? Because yeah, they it just quite make it there, yeah. Nah, I don't see it happening. And then the Goobers, <laughs> which is the greatest name ever, I want them to win, but um, you know, I've seen Zerka play. Zerka's great. I, I get to play with with him uh -huh. online, and and you know, he's he's a great talent. Uh, and I, I guess that's Cloudy Cloud, which come I on, assume so, yeah. One of the greatest Halo 3 players ever. Yeah. He got second yeah. place in the Halo 2 National Championship. I mean, 
the guy is certainly talented in all the halos and right. and you know he's just he's a legend so i don't but i don't know how much preparation he's putting in um and then right. there's omega who omega is one of the scariest online halo players of all time okay. like if you if you match him in matchmaking warrior. you run you you don't fight <laughs> it's like running into an agent in the matrix okay you run he's a dangerous guy uh porky jade is he is he just as bad online uh, he's just he's or or even worse oh I, yeah i think a lot of people would probably say porky J is the greatest online player because wow. um I, I can't even i can't even remember if he's ever even been to a land if mm. he shows up to this land this might be his first land which wow. i can't imagine that's true but somebody somebody you know if correct me if i'm wrong here but that would be huge okay yeah, uh, especially if they can really kind of uh, you know make some waves. So of course the talent is there, but they're they're stacked against the competition. There's uh, yeah, it's tough. pretty incredible competition. Oh, and then we got Rowan and Scary. Yeah, oh. tell me about because RBG was a European squad. Is this still a European squad? I don't I don't know. I don't recognize these names too. No, closely. no, this isn't European. Rowan and Scary are right are from a team called Variable, which actually had Omega and and okay. a guy named Swipe. It was okay. Swipa, Omega, Rowan, and Scary, and they pretty much never lost a matchmaking game in their life because their host was like absolute dog shit. Yeah. So uh, we've got we've got employee and display on their team who I've mm -hmm. watched them at a two v two land up in Philadelphia, and they're actually very solid players. So that team could do really well. Rowan and Scary are good players. They've they've proven themselves at a tournament, and and that that could be a I like that roster right there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know him personally, but I'm going to take your judgment on that. I'm sure they're. I recognize the names. I just I wouldn't be able to put gameplay to it to uh, support it. But uh, it definitely seems like a strong one as well. I have uh, too much gameplay against those guys. Yeah. Uh, this one's man. <laughs> I, I find uh, Guardians Gaming to be kind of interesting as well. You've got uh, Queen, Wikachu, Gun Type, Black Halo, God. Uh, interesting pairing. Seeing like Gun Type has had a hell of a journey. Yeah, through Halo Three, because he was on GMS, was he not? Like one on a top two, top three squad to start. He was bouncing around. He uh, was in Europe. He was on a European squad as well. He's like, yeah, he he's very solid. He comes from the the age where Halo Reach and Four were at the top, and you know they were having AGL tournaments and stuff. And he was still on Halo Three, so he's one of those guys. Right. Um, and and you know he's he just is very passionate about Halo Three. And uh, I don't know. I I would have assumed that he would have had like a team that was filled with people that were higher up. Right. Um, but what yeah. I'm seeing right now is that Queen, Wikachu, and Black Halo God, they th those all they all land together. So I mean, you know, that's a good group of friends right there. And uh -huh. when you have a you know a good a good friendship with some people, it's it's really tempting to not to want to go to a tournament with them. I mean. That's a really good experience to have with your friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great work from Queen too. I, I believe she's the only female representation in the in the entire top twelve here. So great to see her just you know supporting, being uh, as strong as she is. She's an incredibly talented player. Yeah, she, as far as female competitors go, she's probably the best. In I think all, she is all of Halo for sure. Was Bittersweet not one of the top ones at one point too? And I'm not sure if she's, um, she's obviously not playing anymore. She was really good at marketing herself. That's uh, yeah, that's a know, big part. And you know, I think that probably took priority for her. Whereas mm -hmm. Queen is just like she's like a dude, man. She she is like 
I'm gonna I'm gonna whoop everybody's ass. I don't give up. You know, she's just like she comes out. She's okay. got her you know little cockiness going on. She's like I'm the best in the room, and she actually can prove it. She's she just actually like, is really good. Yeah, yeah, she's really good. She makes intelligent team based plays. Uh-huh. Um, you know, is she that person that's gonna like uh, make the biggest clutch play and you know do psycho things against the professionals? Probably Hard not. To say. But yeah, but she is definitely. Uh, out of all the females I've seen throughout the years, and I've competed against her too. I've played with her. I've competed against her. I've casted over her, and uh, she's always impressed me. So I definitely yeah. would put her as um, somebody that definitely deserves the spot she's in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Um, last two here are Carnage Gaming uh, and Side Effect, and I, I recognize a lot of the names in Carnage. You got Hoaxer, Eli Elite, Lifestyle, and Sorel. Um, um, I played against Sorel at in a halo 5 tournament he was he was with like demon d mm. and and he did really well like that same guy's, with eli elite that guy's pretty good yeah yeah it was eli elite sorrel like they, they've been playing together a lot yeah. lifestyle's always been super solid i used to he was my practice new back in halo 3 like <laughs> like uh we'd have like hotel lands and i yeah. think he was like 13 at the time wow and yeah and he would play with us and you know he, he you know, he had a good shot, but he didn't really know like movement or whatnot. And right. and then all of a sudden, he like became a sniping god. Yeah. And and he got picked up by my buddy who used to land with him uh, out in Arizona. And and I think he placed like third at at uh, at an MLG combine, which oh, wow. was pretty awesome. And he did really well at that. And then he got picked up by Optic in Halo Five, and he's and he became Optic Gary. And <laughs> okay. And he and he's just outstanding. Like, yeah, like Gary is very, very good. And Eli Elite, obviously, we've seen him play throughout the years. He got third in that uh, Halo Five free for all tournament a long time ago, which was right, right, pretty impressive. He beat Snipe down and all those big names. Like, um, I forgot who got second. I think it was like Stellar. Okay, um, but yeah, and then Hoaxer, obviously, big name. Has, went has through the coaching of, side of things for a while though too, sure so. sure yeah he's back from coaching which is awesome to see uh uh-huh. and you know get to see what he's made of he's also a local he's brothers with alumni and i've gotten to team with him at a he's microsoft awesome coach as well yeah microsoft store tournament and uh and we were whooping some butt in there and that that was that was good old fun uh, <laughs> two 30 year olds walking in and be like hey there little kid as it as it should be <laughs> Well, hey there, little kid. Sounds a little, a little weird. <laughs> no, you, but I get what you're saying. It's a meme, man. You seen the meme? <laughs> what, what? Okay, okay. You haven't seen the meme, dude. I, I probably have seen the meme, but I'm not oh, sure. Get out of here. Get out of here. I'm terrible with the internet. Apparently, I got, I got to oh. keep up with the memes. Um, I do want to double back a bit though to, uh, to the trippy penguin commonly rain falcated Shotzi Sabinator. We've got because the trippy penguin commonly rain is the H5 squad. Same with like the frosty. Or sorry, the Shotzi Fallicated uh, squad. Um, but I feel like, especially considering their 2v2 performance, this could be one of your upset squads as well. And you said, I guess, it's it's up to whether or not commonly Rain can also show up uh, at that uh, level. Yeah, I mean, They're I know commonly is unreal. Um, and, you know, obviously Trippy and Penguin are at just crazy good. So it's all up to Rain. Honestly, yeah. if Rain brings the heat, like, I would put Rain as like a top three sniper uh in halo 5 in halo 5 yeah dude yeah. he was wild he was with it crazy with the sniper. like when he was on liquid uh and he was just like dismantling the top teams with the sniper yeah. i was i was jumping out of my chair every chance i got and nobody was like hyped about it and i'm like 
Rain is absolutely destroying. What are you talking about? Would, so I mean, like, if he can bring that to Halo Three, it's it's done. He would do these crazy like flick quick scopes that like nobody would do. Like I, I don't know something sure, about them yeah. so fast and it's precise. Crazy. Yeah, he's doing some some wild stuff with the sniper. I agree with you there. Uh, overall, just a ton of incredible competitors here. Uh, a lot to look forward to with this event. Uh, who do you think? Let's let's do a top three real quick. Uh, to start with Tox as the the probable number one. Maybe yeah. what, what do you think uh, as a top three? Oh yeah, you, you can't you can't go against Snake Biden Royal Two, man. Royal Two. I've been watching his stream a little bit, and he just I don't know. I there's no words to explain Royal Two, man. He is yeah. a freak. Like he is an ab abomination. Like the guy, the guy is so damn good. So consistent too. They're all so consistent. Sure, but Royal Two, that guy's <clears throat> another level to me. I think I think personally I would put him at the top right now. Some of the shit he pulls off is just not even real. Mm -hmm. Um and obviously Snake Bite is always going to just uh clutch it and make it really difficult for you to win. Definitely. So I'd put Tox at number one. Yep. Um and then I'd put T B D number two. There's gonna be some close games, hopefully, you know, wanna get some see some entertainment. Right. Uh, and then ooh, it's tough. It'd now, probably be yeah. between a Aspire or uh, TM. Yeah. What does TM stand for? Not sure. I, actually, ah. they, they just became. They just got their roster announced. Uh, no, but they're. Oh no no no! They're uh, Fatal Ambition. Yes, they're Fatal Ambition. Thank you. I was okay, so Fatal Ambition or Aspire. Mm. I'd probably put that as like you know. I'm not sure on that one. They. They could go third place right there. Either one of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty uh, similar to you. I would say, uh, like the safest pick for number one is Tox, considering their dominance. However, I think almost just as likely uh, could be them being upset by Eco Frosty sent down Ola, just considering how talented they are. Um, and then, yeah, I'd probably say TM or Aspires. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to TM. Uh, just because of how talented these guys are, when they're when they're on, they're winning. They're like definitively winning against the competition. I mean, Trippy and Penguin made Snipe down go. What was he like two and fifteen or something? Oh, yeah, in that, uh, yeah. Penguin in that was not match. A He was shot. not like shots that nobody would hit. They like, had off the lift sniper. from under on R one, like in the head. It was crazy, dude. Uh, so if they're pulling off uh, gameplay like that, then I'll put them as uh, as number three. Yeah, you can't really put anything on Snipe down for that. Like if yeah. Once somebody's hitting shots like that, you just pretty much got to wrap that game up. And it just so happened to be the <laughs> last done. game of the tournament. So. Yeah, yeah. And though the environment's a little different, I, I know they were up very late. It was, what, like the crack of dawn? Oh, yeah, it was like 5 a.m. Uh, I know that Penguin spent uh, like a couple weeks, at least like a week, just like warming himself up on like Red Bull, like getting used to drinking it on like a oh, semi-regular okay. basis so that his body wasn't shocked by, you know, drinking it at the event or whatever. And you got, you got to think uh, like they're, they're putting England yeah. have that advantage of um, their sleep schedule. Sure. They're, they're two hours behind, um, behind Snipe down and Ace. Okay. Yeah. And I, I mean, if you want to go lifestyle, like, <laughs> I don't know how far we're going here, but even, well, I mean, if they're, if the working out at 4am and the finals <laughs> is at 6am or whatever, sure, I mean, sure. you oh, got to yeah. bring that into account. Right, right. But yeah, so this time it's a little more normal. We're going to get some regular tournament times. We'll see yeah. how that goes out. Uh, especially with, uh, I would assume you get a lot of so. warm ups throughout the day as well, depending on how the structure of the event is. With yeah, pools. you hear that, Tony? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So the really exciting thing about this tournament is, yes, this is the main attraction. We've got great players, great teams to look forward to. But we do also have a little bit of Halo 5, a little bit of Halo CE as well. But I just wanted to touch on, I don't know all the Halo 5 squads. I don't think we have just uh, like any kind of massive uh, turnout as far as squads go. But we do have some great names who I believe are confirmed. Uh, and we'll we'll see as as the event goes, because I know that Halo 5 and Halo 3 could kind of cross uh, scheduling with each other. So we'll see how that, that plays out. But we have players like Shotzi and Renegade, Ooh. Trippy and Penguin, and Ooh. Saiyan and Neptune are kind of like my top three squads to look at yeah. for Halo 5. Saiyan and Neptune, I can't wait to watch them. Yeah, I, I know Denoxide has been grinding a lot as well. I think he's playing with, uh, what's, it like, what's his name, Pestilence? Pestilence? I should know his name. <laughs> It's, it's I'm blanking on it now. But, uh, I haven't uh, <laughs> seen Denoxide playing, so I, I wouldn't know. Okay. Good. All right. That's fair. Um, so what do you think uh, for H5 as far as kind of some of these names that I mentioned here? Uh, well, obviously, Neptune being back for Halo 5 is awesome because Neptune was one of the top talents we saw uh, him placing top four, top three, which was great to see new newcomer. I, you know, his his attitude was rough around the edges, so I'm sure he you know, is matured a little bit now, which is going to help him in tournament play. Sure. Uh, then we've got Saiyan, who to me was like, at one point, one of the best individual players in the game uh, of Halo 5. Um, he was just grinding more than anyone and looked outstanding. But, you know, they, um, I think, I don't know if they choked or what, but, uh, you know, he, I think that was his first time in the finals when, when he finally got to it at that last event. Mm-hmm. So if he had had more uh you know preparation and being in a finals maybe they could have made something work there but um you know if, being in a finals for the first time and having to upset tox i mean that, that's just that's yeah nuts. yeah absolutely um yeah I, I that's the thing is like if i go by peak level skill so if i say like you know, Shotzi and Renegade when Splice was winning Worlds, like, if they were playing at that level right now, going into this 2v2, then I'd, I'd give the edge to them, maybe, right? But Oh, absolutely. Uh, but if you take a look at how things have gone, historically, like, Saiyan has been grinding this game like nobody else has as far as, you know, what's remaining of the pro players. I would say Saiyan is the number one Halo 5 player right now. Ooh, okay. He's, well, he's still playing it, and he's like still incredibly talented, and he's very yeah. consistent. So I feel like my expectation is that he should have kind of like the... You know, not necessarily the advantage, but I I would expect him to be up there in that number sure. one spot. Um, and Neptune is incredibly individually talented. Neptune didn't quite get that spotlight that Shotzi got, that Frosty got, because I don't think he really kind of came in until the very end. He's the youngest, I believe, out of all of these guys as well. Um, had Halo Five continued, I wonder where he would have gone because he is just so incredibly talented. So now he's back right. and he's been grinding in the background as well. So he's he's been doing well. He's been tilting. The other guys as well, like I Renegade, I've been watching his stream, and Renegade's been getting so annoyed with Neptune because he just keeps re-challenging, ego-challenging, and winning the ego challenge like every time in Renegade, for whatever reason, just <laughs> not ready for it, uh, always getting upset about it. So yeah. He's been oh, playing uh, well. Renegade at you know, at in his prime, like when he was dominating Tox and it was Stellar, Eco, um, you know, and Shotzi. Renegade was that guy on the team that would just, he would be the ego challenger. He'd yeah. be the guy that was just flying out and knew he was going to hit his shots and knew he was better. And just, you know, he was that guy that you, you should worry about. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking that that play style has never left and he's going to be playing Definitely. just like that 
but he's at this this situation now where he's not the best anymore. So he's he, you know he's getting frustrated at it. So yep. as soon as he reaches that level that he was at before, I think um, it's not going to be an issue anymore. And once he hits land in that tournament environment, and he's got Frosty next to him, and he can screen watch Shotsy, and Shotsy, yeah. you know uh, the connection is just perfect. You know, yeah. Did I say yeah. Shotzi or Frosty? I said Frosty, but that's fine. It's, yeah. He's team with Frosty, right? No, he's te- or he's team, team with Shotzi. So it's Renegade and Shotzi. Well, who's the other team? Trippy Penguin saying Neptune. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wow, uh, Renegade Frosty, and Shots. Yeah, wow. Renegade Shotzi is still incredible, right? And, and the only issue is they've just not been playing Halo until recently. Right, but right. but. They've been putting time in. They've been getting better and better. I'm sure they'll be back to form, uh, you know, come AC. So, well, so we'll see how that all goes. All preparation. So, I mean, if, if Saiyan's really putting in the time and Neptune gets there, yeah, it'll be tough to beat. Yeah. Uh, Trippy Penguin actually won the last Halo 5 2v2. Saiyan, Neptune, Shotzi, Renegade, they weren't there. But over in Europe, they uh, they won it pretty handily, apparently. We never got to see any gameplay. Yeah, but who um, was their competitor? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I know. It was, I think it was all European teams. There's still some very talented players there, though. Um, all right, but just, Mr. just nice the fact, guy. just the fact that they could jump from H3 to H5 and continue to to dominate back Absolutely. and forth without too much, uh, you know, external experience or whatever is is great to see. I'm I'm sure they're you know trying to put. Actually, to be honest, they're competing in Halo Three, so I don't know how much they're spending on Halo Five, like kind of jumping back and forth. We'll see what ha- what happens with them. Um, but yeah, overall, just uh, seeing Halo 5, you know, kind of make it to broadcast on Sunday, something to break down, something different to watch as well in the 2v2 format. I feel like Halo 5 really shines. Yeah, it's going to uh, be in great, 2v2. honestly. And, yeah. and then the announcement of no radar. I think no radar yes. works exceptionally well. In 2v2. Um, it, well, <laughs> yeah, okay, I agree with that. Because yeah. uh, the reason I say that is because of the sound. When there's when there's six more people on the map, or, yeah. I'm sorry, it, yeah. How, how many people? Four more have? people. Uh, yeah, four more people on the map. Whoops. Uh, I can't fun. math. But uh, <laughs> when there's that many more people on the map, the uh, the sound is going to be all wonky. And sure. um, the sound is really where it helps because Halo 5 just has tremendous sound. I mean, yeah. you can hear footsteps. You can hear the thrusting. You can hear the, you know, the sprinting. Um, so it's just a big deal to be able to use that to your advantage and really focus on that instead of the radar. Absolutely. Yeah. It really shines in the 2v2 when you have that space. And, and also you have uh, counters to making noise, like the stutter stepping that people are yeah. doing as well. So you get a little bit of a, an interesting dynamic there that you never see. You don't see stutter stepping very much in a 4v4. It's just kind of you know almost pointless considering yeah. how fast gameplay is, is constantly. Right. You're just wasting time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting. And then we also have Halo CE, which is always uh, exciting to watch as well. I've been Ooh, learning baby. a lot about Halo CE recently. This is an incredibly technical, incredibly challenging Halo game, very different <laughs> from the other titles too, and that's the beauty of Halo. Is like it's all of these these Halos have something about them that kind of makes them very competitive, very challenging. And for Halo CE, it's you've got the spawns and the nades that are ridiculous, and the launching weapons. Oh man, uh, hey, if you ever need help, and... if you ever got questions, let me know, dude. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll spend a night playing some MCC Halo One. And, I'll get uh, slapped, dude. MCC yeah, you'll, you'll get slapped way, around. Though. I gotta I gotta play the original Xbox. It'll be okay. <laughs> all right. I, I would it would actually be cool to sit down and, and play on the original controller and oh and it's try the best dude you're yeah. gonna you're gonna play the, it on the CRT and you're all right gonna... I'm gonna probably get destroyed and hate life no you it'll, it's I'll not like probably it. It is <laughs> I will get sure. destroyed okay uh, but as far as competition there I, I I know Patch and Legend are are very dominant 
Oh yeah. Any expectation yeah. that anybody else would would be the the, the winning team? <laughs> they're kind of like the talks in in their um, own. No, they're they're even better. worse. There's a much bigger skill gap in Halo One. Um, the the thing about Halo One is that it's been out so long and it's adapted in so many different ways, and people have stopped playing it. Like a lot of people have stopped playing it, whereas Patch right. and Legend are like this. You know, to hell with that. I'm gonna keep playing this They're game. The best. This, Why stop? This is the greatest <laughs> game ever made. Because yeah. I mean, that's how we feel. I I literally feel like Halo One is the greatest game ever made. Why would I want to play anything else? So sure. I play with my friends still. We get together every now and then. You know, they're all married with children. So, you know, it's a little bit harder for them to get some time off and to, right. to get together. But, you know, we get, grab drinks, we have a pizza, and we have, a, you know, a night of it. And it's a, it's amazing. That yeah. one experience beats the months and months of me grinding some online game here. in Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's never the same as those basement lands on CRTs and you actually get to make friends like locally and have some camaraderie and whatnot rather than I sign in online and I'm by myself with a computer screen. I mean, you know, it's, it's good yeah. to have that too, but it, it is. It just, yeah. It's so great. And honestly, yeah. a lot of people don't get to experience it and I and I feel bad for them. I like you said originally in the beginning of this interview, I I am very blessed to be in a location um mm -hmm. first of all on the east coast of the united states that's where the most halo players are period right. um and then you know i'm blessed to be in atlanta because atlanta's had a lot of activity we had a, a huge amount of players um I've, I've been able to go down to florida i've been able to go um up to virginia and and play against the best players in the world at halo one so um i'm just very fortunate and and i just love the scene the halo one scene has a great group of people um, that do so much for it. I, I don't know if you watched. Did you watch the Beach Slam? Uh, I didn't. No, I've heard all about it. I've seen like clips of it here and there, but I didn't watch the recent one though. No, dude, it's just it's so great. And yeah, and and they're pretty much all coming to this event, and um, they're great people. So you'll get to meet a lot of them. Looking forward and, to it. And it's very competitive. And it's like I said, the greatest Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna find out, man. We're gonna watch some actual gameplay. I get to watch it like live at the venue which is exciting uh so just the the mix of different halos is is something to look forward to guys you got halo 3 as the, the the you know the highlight of the show and then you got halo 5 you got halo ce there's like six i think separate broadcasts where it's going to be showcased oh my dear it's, lord it's everywhere yeah we've got so we've got the mainstream but you also have the four-way povs and i highly recommend you guys check those out if you're watching like competitive and you get to see all four members of a team at the same time it's it's a whole new experience you can see okay. how the team plays work uh, and who really goes off yeah you don't miss anything of course in the casting you get one pov you miss some cool stuff that happens in the background so you get to really experience it all um so just yeah tons of reasons to tune in for atlantic city this weekend uh and i think that covers everything i do have uh the, the recent tweet with uh nated that i thought maybe we could look at what oh, are you yeah. what are you thinking did you want to well um you know i love how pros get outspoken about things and then immediately certain things get fixed which is awesome you know like it just it goes to show that the the top players need to be a lot more outspoken about the settings because sure. they they are you know that's that's why there's a pro team at 343 you know people are going to listen to you if you are at the top if you are one of those guys who's been placing um at the top for so long you know what's good for the halo settings mm -hmm. and um and i mean he's he's definitely not wrong now I would say, I would say Sprint 
as far as uh, you know, like in the story mode or something you can acquire in Warzone, like buy. Sure. Uh, I think that is awesome. I think that's a cool aspect, something to boost your speed, a speed booster. Um, that's that's right. awesome. I, I don't have a problem with that. It's it's when it starts to um, mess with the the map design, and that's very much what he is saying. Is is the arena right. style shooter is being affected by this one aspect, mm-hmm. and that is an issue because what uh, what all of this does, clamber, uh, you know, sprint, all of those things is it basically assists the people that couldn't do what we could do before. We, we could easily make some crazy-ass jumps in the middle of a competition, sure. and, and it would be outstanding because of the, the difficulty. But now it's like, oh, well, there is no difficulty because the game is ab- actually giving you that. It's assisting you, and, um, and it's like a handicap. It's, it's just it's dumbing down the game, uh, but at, you know, but... That's besides the point. The number one issue is the maps. The maps are far better when you don't have when you know when the guy that's making it, the designer is like, oh well, you know, this is how these players are going to move around the map. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't say it's a matter of better or worse. I I just say it's different more so, right? So you're saying like all these abilities kind of assist you, and I guess at surface level, that's kind of what they they seem like they're doing, right? But once you get to peak level play, you realize these abilities kind of just created a different halo that's incredibly challenging, incredibly competitive. It takes immense amounts of individual skill, but in different areas, like uh, you're using these mechanics in different ways. It's not just about making that one jump that you can clamber. It's about did you spring jump, spring thrust it perfectly, hit your shots, do a drop back clamber or whatever. Like you're combining everything together and how that all works is challenging, but it changes the game. And that's that's where I think um, I can kind of side with Nate and understand his perspective. I've been thinking of this scenario over and over in my head. Um, it's just this basic multiplayer scenario. Let's say you have in, in the pit in Green Hall. Um, and this kind of happens a lot, uh, where in classic Halo in the pit in Green Hall, you spot a player, you shoot him three times, let's say his shields pop, he gets behind cover, tosses a nade at the wall to stop you from chasing him. In Halo 3, you can't chase him. He threw that nade, you can't try to jump over the nade, walk through, you're going to blow up and die. It's just a dumb play. So what ends up happening is you kind of stand there, you throw a nade of your own, you hold the position, you decide if you want to wait to challenge for a second or maybe back off, get information, call it out to your teammates. It creates this strategic dynamic. It slows the pace of gameplay, and it creates this like, okay, we know he's here. How are we going to make our play? How are we going to work together to assault this spot? Whatever it is, right? It kind of changes the flow of gameplay. Now, in Halo 5, throw a sprint and a thrust into the mix, somebody tosses that nade at the wall, you can sprint, slide jump over the nade and challenge the guy immediately, right? So what does that mean for gameplay? It's like, yes, you can be more aggressive. There's still risk associated. If you sprint, slide jump, and you try to kill this guy, there's still players on that side of the map who can take you out. You might not win the fight. He might still have his thrust. He can counter thrust. Like there's a whole interplay that happens there. Um, The gameplay, I think, does become faster as a result of the option, though, because you have the option to be aggressive. You get very fast, intense gameplay. The issue is that it changes the game because when you have a team like Splice, Splice is going to go for the aggro option nine times out of ten. Like in Halo 5, yes, you can sprint, slide jump. You don't have to. You can back off. You can play the standard way. But because you have a team like Splice that's so aggressive, so confident, and so good at the game, they're just going to continue to choose the aggro option. So then the game doesn't become about the traditional aspect of control the map, control power weapons. It becomes about who can play faster, who can be more aggressive, who can collapse 
faster and you just continue to create the snowball effect, right? It's more about how can I dominate the entire map by getting to every single location and just nonstop speed and getting in your face and always choosing the aggro option because I'm so confident because I'm so talented. So it, it changes the game fundamentally. It becomes less about those core strategies of just control high ground, control power weapons, you win Halo. And that's why I, I see the, the, the issue, if you get what I'm saying. Well, uh, I do get what you're saying. Uh, <clears throat> In a simpler way, that's a very small scenario. Of course, there's many other types yeah, of things. Yeah, in a simpler way, that definitely applies from what what you just gave an example of. Yeah. Um, but I would say that there's a lot of little minute details that were mixed in there across all the Halo titles that really, you know, you, you got to mention first. Like, for instance, in Halo One. Uh, you know, yeah, you couldn't go through a barrage of grenades or you did die because the grenades were so powerful. But, <clears throat> excuse me, in Halo 3, you could go through a barrage of grenades because you're, it's just going to make you fly up into the air uh, and it's going to push you up with maybe half shields or, you know, low shields. And you're still going to be able to get that headshot on that guy if you hit your shot and mm -hmm. you'll be able to kill him. So it it did speed up the game, whereas in Halo 1, um, a lot of people would say that it's, you know, it would slow it down, um, but that's not the case. The speed of the game isn't the, isn't how fast things are going on on the screen. The number of interactions. Of the game of interaction is up here. It's okay. about, it's about how many things you have to, you know, keep track of. Like wh right. what, what are you going to do next? How many moves have you thought of already? And I, I, I just think when you you enter all these other variables in there, that's when it starts to slow down the game. Not the, not the opposite. Not when you simplify the game. When you simplify the game and, and you have it at a certain point, especially when there's power weapons involved and they're very strong. When you have very right. strong power weapons, like in Halo 1, where the, where the rockets are pretty much a guaranteed kill unless you're like whipping it into the sky, um, you know, that really can speed up the game something tremendous. And uh, and it's it's pretty amazing to see. Like uh, I know uh, the Halo Five player from Europe, uh, Batchford. He okay. he he played Halo One for a little while, and uh, he never really got the chance. But when he sat down to play it, he really started to understand what why the speed of like how how much you have to think, right. and and exactly what you need to be looking out for. Everything got faster. The game just got way more overwhelming like yes in halo 5 you need to you know you need to whip around you need to clamber up here you need to jump yeah. off this you need to do this you know there are things that you need reaction time to be very quick at but that didn't really have much to do with the game itself in my opinion that's all that's all fancy movement speed that's that's all the speed of your character not mm -hmm. the speed of the actual gameplay itself does that make sense well, okay, so you're thinking about a lot less in Halo 5. That's one thing, is they, they kind of spoon-feed you, spoon you a lot of information. Right? You know where the power weapons spawn. Absolutely. It's pretty easy to kind of predict where players are going to spawn. The spawn oh, system yeah. makes a lot of sense. It's yeah. uh, You can kind of manipulate that. So the actual physical speed of the game, I would say, is definitively faster, though. The the 1v1s, the, the flying oh, yeah, those, battles, the, yeah, the options you have at your disposal, they're crazy. Nonsense. Which uh, which Yeah, which really kind of puts the onus on those players who are, are very technically skilled. You're very sure. quick. Very technical, yeah. very fast. It's reactions. like a fighting game. Whoever can have the exactly. more combos and the it, timing. Like, for instance, like, when you're in yeah. a one v one pistol battle, and one player um, can hold himself together long enough uh, to to wait for that other player to make the first thrust, 
You know, it's always going to be the fir- the first player to make the thrust. That's Some the cases. guy that's going to lose the sh- the battle. Yeah. Most of the time, the person to thrust first is going to lose because then you have your cooldown and you're ready to dodge his final shot and you're going to make the you're going to make the shot. I mean, when it comes to like the highest level of gameplay, usually that's the way it works. So, right. you know, when it comes down to that, yeah, sure, that's that's all about speed and reaction time and all. But d- did it really mean that you outthought your opponent? Yeah, in so in overall strategy, there the there's less of that thinking. Exactly is what I'm saying. So there's less there's less onus onus on the traditional strategic elements of of Halo. Basically, is why and which is why I'm saying where is the middle ground here, where it's not too much about the individual skill of one player and the speed of his movements and just getting in your face and being aggressive and collapsing, uh, and the strategy. Can, can take more of an important position like it has historically while still having some speed. So I was thinking of like, basically, uh, and this is just an arbitrary thing, but like, if, let's say tenar- scenario three, um, where you don't have a sprint, but you have a thrust in scenario three. So you're in the green hall still. Uh, okay. They throw nades to stop your, your approach, but now you okay. can jump thrust over those nades. By jump thrusting over those nades, you can still get the kill, you can still be aggro, but now there's more risk associated with your decision. They have a counter thrust on you, they can kill you more easily, whatever it is. You also can't immediately escape because you burned your thrust, you committed yourself. So kind of something like that. Can we make it so that there's more risk associated with aggro moves that that propel you horizontally or there's less horizontal propulsion in general? Because I think that's what kind of like, you know, completely changes the flow of everything. Um, yeah. So that they can put more emphasis on the strategic elements that make Halo, Halo. I, I think that there's a, a happy medium there, and I'm wondering what's the best way to get there. I was also thinking like horizontal propulsion is kind of the the main, uh, not necessarily issue, but the main difference between Halo 5 and Halo 3 is that you can thrust slide and fly places. Uh, if instead, is there a way that they can put the mobility focus on verticality rather than uh, on horizontal movement? So can you have something that gives you a quick jump upwards uh, that's not a jetpack that's within reason? You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, lifts. We have lifts. We have portals. We have ladders. Right. We True. have, you know, we've had it all in Halo One. So, it's, or I mean, in Halo, in pretty much all the Halos, there's been something to help you to get to the top. You didn't yeah. need an ability. That, and I think that's what Nated really was saying is that these abilities just aren't necessary. Good map design is necessary. We haven't had good maps in a long time. There. There's been a remake of of Midship, which is Truth, and it's and it's been in Halo Three as well. It's Heretic, yeah. And um, <clears throat> you know that's one of the greatest maps ever made in a shooter. I love that map. So yeah, we we've had remakes that are great, but as far as an original idea for a map, uh, you really can't say we've had anything good since Halo Three. I think Coliseum CTF is pretty good, but I I mean like so. Yeah, it's hard to say that there are any maps in Halo 5 that kind of go down in history as, as being this, like, incredible spectacle of a map, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I also wouldn't say the maps are bad, necessarily. Like, like no, there are no, a few I would solid say bad. maps. I would say, I would say you know, there there's some good ones and, and there's some yeah. absolute trash ones. But, you know, there, there definitely are some good ones that we've had in Halo 5. Uh, I enjoyed playing uh, shit. I mean, a lot of people hated Fathom, but I like Fathom. Yeah. Um, you know, we had some good ones, but has there been any great, great maps since the yeah. original trilogy? Which, I mean, just to say it, the original trilogy j- didn't have Sprint, didn't have any of the abilities. And that's right. because, you know, th- designing it, designing, you know, the game and the map around the abilities just really screws things up. Mm. 
Yeah, which I don't know. So so basically, does a Halo game need to have abilities to be amazing? Absolutely not. You could take it all out and Halo could still be amazing. And we know that at the same time, though, can you have a Halo game with a whole conglomerate of abilities that's high speed, that's still very competitive, still very fun uh, and works is balanced uh, at the top level of play? Halo 5. So and you also have an audience of people who love that as well. So that's what I'm thinking is like. Now you have two communities. I, I feel like people need to understand and respect both sides and see if there's some sure. way that uh, that both sides can work. Because I do think that most people will tell you Halo 5 is a good game in its current state. It just took too long to get to where it is now. Um, oh, well, true. at the same time, classic Halo is still and always will be amazing. So, uh, and I, I do think, you know, as, as, as much as I understand the need to go all the way back and kind of, you know, take advantage of, uh, you know, what was so great about classic Halo, I think some innovation needs to happen. And I think yeah, I don't exciting. think we're going to go all the way back. I, I don't think that at all. Um, but I do believe that there will be a middle ground where we can uh, adjust the settings because that's what we did for Halo 2 and that's what we did that for Halo too. 3. Give us the options, yeah. Yeah, yeah give us <laughs> And it's on PC, so, you know, we, yeah. we're going to be able to adjust stuff on PC um, and we're going to have, like, full capability of making our own maps even better. Yeah. So uh, I, I have a, a strong... Con- I, confident belief in our community that that designs maps i think we have some great map designers um who are going to do some awesome things with the new forge for infinite yeah Um, and so i think halo 6 is just going to really bring that into the mix exactly what you're saying have the have the option of having the abilities we get to test it out we get to have like a few months of where we just see what works and then and then we we find out exactly where we need to be, and we do it a lot faster. Exactly mm-hmm. what you said, like Halo Five took too long. We need to get to that a lot faster. Like we had radars and assault rifles and yep. ground pound for yep. too long. That was terrible. Yeah, yeah. That that would honestly just be the biggest thing. And and yeah, like you're saying, even just yeah having the option to kind of you know toggle things on and off and seeing how that plays out, and the fact that. Uh, Halo would probably operate in a season format, so maybe things would change and get modified as time goes by. You constantly oh, have sure. pro teams testing different settings and whatnot, oh, yeah, and that, and would, that could keep things exciting too. So Halo could uh, enter this kind of malleable state where every aspect of it is special in its own way, and competitive is just okay. What you know, com- combination of uh, you know tools are we going to put together to make just this competitive playlist? That's it. I think that would kind of be it. Halo Halo Infinite is just this infinite platform. It's like, you want to play this classic style of Halo? It's available for you. You want to play the advanced? The issue is the maps and how they have to scale to meet the needs of these abilities. I'm I'm wondering how Forge is going to be able to work with something like that. If there's a way that you can just, like a slider bar, just expand and decrease maps in a second, just depending on what you have or whatever, if if that's even a a possibility to think about. Uh, But it does get a little complex when you have like sprint and no sprint and the maps have to expand to to kind of deal with that. Right. Though I do think if 343 was to just say there was no sprint, I think that would be a very safe and effective play for their brand to just say it's not there. And I would challenge them to try to innovate and make the game, uh, you know, really holistically kind of approachable and exciting to everybody, whether it was advanced or classic Uh, player without sprint included. I think it would be a cool challenge for them to try to. Well, here's my issue with that. And now as much as I love the classic Halos, I got to say that I think sprint is a necessity in the current market because because mm. um, little Timmy or whatever that argument little Timmy man <laughs> new generations of players they sprint in Fortnite you need to press sprint, that see I hate that because click left should every game always be crouch yeah it's just crouch is the fundamental mechanic in Halo that helps you move not the sprint button I, I hate how the, the controller is remodeled to say oh you should click left stick to sprint when it's always been better on crouch anyway 
So yeah, but uh, yeah, but anyways, like it just that is a requirement to to you want to grab as many people into our community as possible. Sure, and you want to keep them there. You know, you want to keep them enthralled in Halo, and whether they're going to play the sprint playlists and the sprint, you know, and have fun with their sprint game types, you know, let them. So what? Because meanwhile, the top professionals and all the people that want to be competitive are going to learn how to play this way, the way that we know is best for competitive Halo, the one that's the most fun to watch. Um, you know, like there's there's a very, very important aspect of not being able to get have a get out of jail free card, mm. like which is thrust or sprint away, you know, like if you if you if you get caught out in the in the middle of a map you shouldn't be able to just instantly disappear you you should be punished because you had bad positioning sure yeah and that that's another aspect of you know how they should work with these abilities in the future is balancing that risk first reward kind of threshold is that you should be punished harder for being out of position rather than you know in halo 5 you could play from bottom mid on truth and that could still be an acceptable play but you would never see that in any other halo well they did a good so. job with the whole um <laughs> It was well balanced, you know, I would say, in the context of Halo Five, but not getting your shield back—that yeah. was pretty good. I like that. There was the you stopping know, power too, like the fact that you get crippled if you don't hit full sprint speed is like another right? kind of uh, right cool aspect. So but there's yeah. a lot of great things that we've been seeing. It just you know it's it's all about experimentation. It's all about working together and Nated being vocal, just it's like helpful. Snake, just like Snakebite being vocal. You know, like making sure that we stay. You know, productive with our 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 conversations. Make sure that it, it doesn't turn into a three four three roast fest, which is yes, ridiculous. exactly. Because yeah. then they, you know, what happens? They do this. Yeah, and yeah. that's Put not going to help on. anything. A, yeah. a person, a person with really really good opinions, will never get them across because he's screaming at the people that can do something about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think in the end of the day, it's just. It's good that we're discussing this stuff. We should continue to discuss it and, you know, be civil, be no animosity towards anybody. Uh, if you want something to happen, you know, discuss it, have valid points to back it up and and let's get that conversation going. And hopefully 343's next title is is just flexible enough that it can kind of, you know, take advantage of all of these things that we're looking for. And we can all kind of work together to build this this ultimate Halo experience, especially right. in the competitive playlists. And if you're um, someone who wants to get that across to the creators or to some professionals or just sure. the you know just the, the community in general like we're getting some amazing content right now like some of the best halo content i've ever seen period is coming out right now like yeah. we, we are absolutely stepping up and yeah. in a big way and it's amazing to see it really it like warms my heart to see that all these halo players are getting up you know getting up on youtube on on twitch and they're doing their thing because this is the time to do it. This is the time we need them to do it. We've got some great leaders in the community that are making sure it happens, like uh, producers and editors behind the scenes that aren't, you know, um, like any any forefront voices, but they're 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 assisting. Like we've right. got the, the people that are, you know, giving money in in the Twitch channels and you know everywhere. People are are excited about Halo, yeah. and and there's just not a competitive outlet yet. And, um, you know, we've got we've got Atlantic City, obviously, but as far as like a, a professional league or, you know, massive events like we used to have, it just it, it's not there yet. And, and I really feel like we are working towards that yep. and, and, and it could happen. But if people st stay vocal, 
if if you if you have an issue with um you know letting your emotions get to you uh then write a letter or or make a video because people will help you to do it and and make sure that you know it's not like uh super in, you know antagonizing make sure it's right it's, it's just chill calm and you get your points directly across you don't have to make a big rant about it you can just make it 3 or 4 minutes and say hey this will really help halo and this is why i think that and boom you've got you've got great content and you're also getting you're getting your opinion heard yeah absolutely i think the time like right now is the best time for that too we have the discussion starting we have all the the inklings of uh, halo making its comeback i mean you got ninja you've got uh, even before the show we were talking about mlg kind of dismantling but the the hope that there might be some sort of a future mlg halo kind of combination or something just in general there's a lot yeah. to uh to to kind of be excited about and and you can see it happening you can see that comeback the success just kind of instantly taking form with everything yeah. that's been going Puckett's, on so Puckett's a free agent um, nice yeah the uh, mlg leader adam apicella yeah he's he's the he's the dang you know they all love halo yeah. they're they're all available and they all love halo so it's like yeah. and meanwhile sundance sipping on his mai tai and and he's uh-huh. like, you know what? You know, maybe I might help. You know, who knows? You know, yeah. we've got a lot of things floating in the air right now. Uh, it's never been a more exciting time. Um, you know, we've got so many dreams and hopes for Halo 6 and, yep. and UGCs. I'm just, I'm just, woof, I'm ready for this event. It all starts with Atlantic City this weekend, man. Uh, that covers everything I wanted to chat about. The rest is just wait and see and cross our fingers and, and just be <laughs> along there for the ride, man. I, I you know, I, I really hope it makes that comeback. I'm confident that it will. And I, I, I'm, you know, I'm glad to have you with me as we uh, as we kind of experience this, man. Glad We're going to start here, with Atlantic man. City and just kind of see see where it goes. Uh, hopefully we also get DreamHack Atlanta and, you know, subsequent events to come. But but yeah, that's uh, that's everything for today's show. Uh, Nighty, thank you for tuning in. I know you had to drive like three to five hours just to get home in time and everything. Uh, <laughs> but appreciate you, man. I'm uh, yeah, looking man. forward to seeing you uh, this, this weekend. This was fun. Thank you for having me. No problem, man. All right, guys, that'll close our show. And we, of course, have our grassroots giveaway, as usual, exclamation mark grassroots in the chat for a chance to win the BR skin and nameplate. I believe Tony will have that winner for me. And uh, we'll get that over to you. There is uh, D. Doris with the win for the BR uh, nameplate and grassroots skin. Enjoy that. They should be sending that over to you and uh, you can rep your new goodies. And that'll close the show for today. Of course, we've also got our merch. You guys can check that out as well. Anything that you purchase here not only supports the show, it supports me and I would highly appreciate that. Let's uh, let's get right onto it, guys. This weekend, Atlantic City, we're like three, four days away. This is going to be an awesome weekend. I hope you guys tune in. Halo 3, Halo 5, Halo CE. Can't wait to check it out and can't wait to see you guys there.